Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Welcome to Faith Marketplace, a show featuring stories from Christian business leaders to equip and encourage. We want to inspire you to live out your faith in the work that you do through the daily interactions in your business and life. Hi, I'm Bob Lambert, the founding partner of Samurai Business Group, where we coach, teach, and train sales mastery to help you put the wind back in your sales. And I'm Jennifer Villarreal Reyes, founder of salesfromtheheart.com, customized business coaching for life and business with unshakable confidence. I teach coaches, entrepreneurs, and small business owners how to sell from the heart and connect with their favorite type of people to serve so they can have more consistency and clients they adore. Connect with me at salesfromtheheart.com. Hey, well, I have to tell you, folks, I am so excited about this interview today because I met this gentleman back uh, several months ago through another network, uh, through our vast network of people of faith and people in the marketplace. And um, I was so excited to hear his story because uh, Chuck's got a heck of a background. First of all, he's a Harvard MBA, a Harvard man. And also worked for some companies I'm very familiar with in the consumer packaged goods space and then also P&G, Gallo Wines, uh, Lens Crafters, and then decided to go out and be entrepreneurial and founded a company called SkillSource back in 95. But what we're going to talk about today, he is the proud founder uh, and the president of At Work on Purpose in Cincinnati, Ohio, and this is awesome. So, Chuck, welcome. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here with you. Say, listen, why don't we introduce you to our audience and give them a little bit of the background, uh, you know, of, uh, of you, uh, maybe a little bit of skill source, but then we want to lead into uh, At Work on Purpose and what started that whole thing, okay? Sure. The um, maybe a, a fun and simple way to go here is I grew up in Boulder, Colorado on the front range of the Rocky Mountains. And so I find myself today living in Cincinnati, Ohio, leading this ministry called At Work on Purpose. And it was actually a job. It was brand management at Procter & Gamble that brought me to Cincinnati out of Harvard University. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that, Bob. There's an old expression, you can always tell a Harvard man, but you can never tell him much. <laughs> yeah, <So right. laughs> I'm always careful about how frequently I even mention that I went to the university, <laughs> but I, I did. Graduated with a degree in organizational development and started a corporate career. To be honest, it was my frustration with work, this feeling that part of me was parked at the door every day when I went into work, that ultimately triggered a spiritual search. And in my case, 10 years of studying comparative world religion and philosophy. Wow. And over the course of doing that and continuing to pursue a vocational path, I came to Christ in my early 30s. So unlike many of the listeners, perhaps, I didn't grow up in the church or going to church. My sense of what church is was largely informed by my reading of the New Testament. Uh, my favorite book is the book of Acts. And the early church didn't think about church the way we do today. They didn't think about buildings and gathering on weekends. They simply were bringing their faith to the world every day and everywhere. They were a mobile church. And they lived it out that way. And I was inspired by that 
and also stunned as a new Christian, realizing that most working Christians go to church on Sunday and work on Monday, separating rather than integrating faith and work. It was that sense of uh, separation and frustration for me that led me to launch At Work on Purpose as a ministry to guide Christians to bring Sunday faith to Monday work. (laughs) Well, Chuck, can you tell us a little bit more about who At Work on Purpose serves? Yes, our target market is any Christian with a job or looking for one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's a wide market. (laughs) Yes, it is. Let me be a little more specific. Yes, please. The, The reality is that There are so many of us as Christians who are working in public, private social sectors, and also, uh, for example, stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads who are absolutely working. They're just not getting paid, you know, professionally, but they are doing critical work for their family and for the community. The idea behind At Work on Purpose was that we would understand that we have a role at work, spiritually, that transcends any position description that an employer gives us. So it doesn't matter if we're a janitor or a judge. When we go to work, we are on mission in the workplace. And, you know, that concept of missionary to me is so interesting because we talk about sending missionaries to foreign lands. And the idea is there, you're a missionary if you're going to a place that's culturally foreign. You know, the language and the customs are foreign. Reality is for most of us at work, our faith is spiritually foreign to the people that we work with. So we truly are missionaries in the places where we work. We have to bring a Christian climate to the places where we work. And the spirit of that work on purpose is to light that fire inside working Christians, no matter what kind of work they do, so that they bring the spirit of God to the places where they work, just like the early church did. Well, we're going to give more examples of that as we continue the show. But first, I want to remind our listeners to make sure that you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Whether you're listening to this live or you're listening to the podcast, include the keyword purpose. And you're going to receive um, an opportunity to win Chuck's book called The Business Tree, Transforming Lives Through Enterprise. And we're going to describe a little bit more about what that is later in the show. But everybody who texts us is going to receive a faith and work consult at Work on Purpose with Chuck. So we'll tell you more about that in just a moment. Well, Chuck, it's obvious how passionate you are about uh, about what you're doing. And uh, I got to tell you, we're going to hear a lot more about this today, folks, as Chuck uh, goes into it. But, you know, we're in a season, Chuck, with um, obviously some challenges um, out there. And so what what kind of challenges are you seeing? What kind of challenges are your uh, the folks that are engaged, uh, you know, at work? And and what are we doing about it? What are you helping them with? First of all, I'm observing a collision of at least four major areas of tension and frustration in the workplace that has a profound effect on what work life is like. The first one is COVID from a health standpoint. The reality that work looks different in this new normal. You know, some people are working from home. Others have to go to work wearing masks. Workplaces are being radically restructured. And all of this puts pressure and takes a toll on the everyday working person. The second factor that's really huge is a really big one that's around economics. And and this this is a, a huge issue that 
it really works around the space of man, the economy is down as much as we would like for it to be up. And, you know, people say, well, hey, unemployment's down or something like that. Hard truth is we've got problems there. And a lot of people are going to work running scared. They right. just don't know what to do about that. So the second major area is economic. The third area that's really significant is social unrest. Uh, in other words, what do we do about things like George Floyd when we have uh, a community of peers in a working environment of different ethnic backgrounds? How do we come together uh, in, a, in a world that seems to be tearing us apart? And then the last force or factor that's huge is political. You know, we're approaching a political election and we have an incredibly polarized political climate. And we don't turn all that off when we come to work. So what's happening is people are coming to work and they're experiencing a collision of these pressures all at the same right. time. So yeah. physical health pressures, economic health pressures, the, uh, the, the ethnic climate, and then the political climate all at the same time. And so I would start there, Bob, is just to say we've got a real challenge on our hands. And what does it look like to deal with that? It looks like leaders who, in my view, are bringing a Christian spirit uh, that is ministering to felt needs and bringing hope where there's hopelessness and encouragement where people are discouraged. It is, it is not a no-brainer. It requires real intentionality. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for us to dive into that more in the next segment uh, here, Chuck. But what I would like to know first is, Faith Marketplace is a show about bringing together your faith and your work. So can you give us some examples of how you do that? Yes. One of the easiest ways, and when I, I say easy, I don't mean that it's like simple and it's a no-brainer, but it's very straightforward from a process point of view. To bring faith to work is to take a page out of Jesus' teaching in Luke chapter 10. This is where Jesus was commissioning the disciples, the 70 disciples, uh, in work teams of two to go to surrounding towns and villages and share the good news of Christ. And he basically tells them, and this is the new Chuck translation of the Bible. <laughs> He's basically telling them, as you show up in a new town or village, give a warm greeting to the people that you meet. And if they're unfriendly, you know, dust off your sandals and move on. But if they are friendly, hang out with them, fellowship, build relationship. And then as you get to know them, find out what their felt needs are and minister to those. And then as you're helping them and they're asking you why you care enough to go the extra mile like that, what your job is to say, because that's what Jesus did for me to proclaim yeah. Christ is a reason for our mo motivation. And so this idea of blessing people and fellowshipping with them and ministering to felt needs and proclaiming Christ is the reason for our motivation. Those four steps are just as significant and straightforward today as well, they were that, that thousand really years is ago. Important, uh, Chuck. And can you just quickly tell us when our listeners text us here, that number is 224-404-1988, include the keyword purpose. When they connect to receive this consult, what are they going to receive? Just real quick. We, we get people inquiring all the time of At Work on Purpose. What is your ministry? What do you guys do? Here's my situation. How could you be helpful to me? That's what we'd like to do if people contact us is to say, hey, who are you? What kind of work do you do? Where are you in your faith journey at work? What, what needs do you have? And then where we can be helpful to connect them into that. That's great. Well, we'll be right back with Chuck Proudfit of atworkonpurpose.org. Stay tuned. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Welcome back to Faith Marketplace, a show featuring stories from Christian business leaders to equip and encourage you to live out your faith through the daily interactions in your business. Hi, and I'm one of the co-hosts, Bob Lambert with Samurai Business Group. Where we coach, teach, and train sales and business development mastery to be able to put the wind back in your sales. So you can look us up at samuraibizgroup.com. And I'm Jennifer Reyes, founder of salesfromtheheart.com, serving entrepreneurs, coaches, and small business owners nationwide through one-to-one or group customized business coaching. And we're back here with our special guest today, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, which happens to be my home state. I'm a Buckeye. And uh, although I didn't go to the the Ohio state, but I'm a Buckeye. Uh, on the northern side of the state, by the way, up from about 75 there, Chuck. So uh, you and I have got a little bit of going on here with that background. But um, I want to reintroduce you to Chuck Proudfit. He is the pre- founder and the president of At Work on Purpose in Cincinnati, Ohio. He also does a lot of other things, but we're focusing on At Work on Purpose because it's a phenomenal a citywide ministry uh, that we aspire to be doing something like that here in Chicago. So, Chuck, why don't you share with us a little bit more about that? Because you, one of the things I want to touch on real quickly, though, you mentioned four things that you believe right now are the challenges that you're seeing and running across. Maybe if we could break that down a little bit from your perspective of maybe how you're, uh, you know, approaching these things with people, because obviously with a citywide massive program like you have, you've got a lot of stuff coming at you. So how are you giving guidance to people that come at you with some of these issues? Yeah. Wow. That's a great question. The answer is there's an underlying principle of adaptability. And then from a strategic point of view, case by case, there's a lot of creativity. With the health concerns, a great example uh, for me here locally, a client, Cincinnati Public Schools, and working with them about what it looks like to reopen in the fall. I mean, think about this for a moment. You've got all these little kids who are going to school on typically packed school buses into crowded classrooms. And now all of a sudden you can't do that. And though, you've got to figure out how to get them into the classroom or they need to learn remotely. But many of them come from poorer families. They don't have easy Internet access. So my point is that there's a lot to do around how you restructure the work environment. And in this case, like a classroom environment for a student, I won't bore you with the details, but it's all about restructuring when it comes to. The next category that I mentioned, which is the economic situation, what I'm seeing is that leaders are typically thinking way ahead. They're saying, okay, I'm not going to assume we go back to the way things were. The marketplace is now in a new normal. And in a new normal, we're going to have to think about new ways to offer our products and services, new markets that we're going to need to enter, new ways that we cut our costs. There's going to be radical restructuring. Some of it hasn't become apparent yet because it's still in the planning stages. In Cincinnati, for example, where I live, Macy's, the retailer, is headquartered. And I can tell you right now, they're not going to reopen all of the retail outlets that closed during the shutdown. It doesn't make any sense because that retail model wasn't working well before COVID-19. My point is we're going to see radical restructuring across industries when it comes to the ethnic 
issues. The, the key thing there is what I would call crucial conversations to create a way at work for people to talk with each other about what they're experiencing. We're actually uh, pilot testing something in Cincinnati throughout work on purpose called courageous conversations, mm. where we're bringing people together of different ethnic backgrounds to have hard and deep conversations about what it's really like not to be Caucasian. Uh, and to be able to speak with each other about these differences rather than talking at each other, which is what our society is doing, actually shouting at each other. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. Yeah. And last but not least, on the political piece, what we're trying to do there is is to bring people back to a common ground in the workplace to say, you know, there are different philosophies and orthodoxies around republicanism and uh, being a Democrat and all that kind of stuff. But in the workplace and in this organization, what matters to us is living out our core values. So to be able to sort of shift the conversation from the political campaign of the moment to the enduring values that the organization wants to live out in the marketplace as its contribution to the citizenry. Yeah. That's hard to do. If you're a leader, managing any one of those four is hard. Managing all four of them at once is really tough. Yeah, and especially as Christian leaders, you know, how do we really address this in walk in faith doing this? You know, because, again, we are human beings. We're emotional beings. We can get wrapped up in some of this stuff. And especially when you're a leader and you've got employees coming at you from different directions, uh, highly emotional, a lot of it, uh, and rightfully so. Um, you know, being able to lead through that, through this storm, basically, that, uh, you know, I call it the perfect storm right now. When you look at that, it's a trifecta that we got going on here. Um, and so uh, I think more than ever right now, Christian uh, Christians and leadership really have to step into this thing because they really have to show the love of Christ. We've really got to be that that milk of human kindness. And also it gives us an excellent. I think this is probably the best time in, in the history of America right now for us to be doing a revival really being able to show this and demonstrate it to people um, and, and bring some calm around some of this, I think. Yes. What about you, Jennifer? Well, Chuck, I wanted to know a little bit more about your faith and work uh, consult. So can you explain to our listeners a little bit more of why they should text us here at the studio? And that number again is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword purpose. And uh, Chuck, tell us a little bit more about what they're going to receive when they do that. Every one of us is at a different place in terms of understanding and living out our faith in the workplace. For some of us, we may be at a place where we've just never really considered the idea that our faith could inform our work, and we don't even know where to get started. For others of us, we have sort of drifted spiritually through work where the key thing was we had to get a job so we can get a paycheck and pay the mortgage and all that. But we've never felt like our work matters much to God. And we wrestle with the, the tension between I've got a job, but I really don't have a purpose. Then there are other people that are, in a sense, working purposefully and seeing spiritual fruit from the work that they do. But they're wrestling with, you know, ethical issues, for example. My employer is asking me to do something that I think is wrong. It may not be illegal, but I don't feel good about it, and I don't know what to do about that. And 
sometimes there are people that are, are in junctures or transition points at work. For example, somebody who's retiring, but from a Christian point of view, we don't retire, we expire. So I may not be in paid vocational work anymore, but how could I take a lifetime of experience at work and translate those skills towards building a better world for the future? And how can I plug into stuff like that? So every situation is different. And what we're trying to do is to understand the starting point for each person and then connect them to resources that could be helpful for their situation. And so how long is this consult? Do they do this over the phone or via Zoom? How does it work? It's over the phone. Uh, and it really depends on the person and their situation. Sometimes it's really fast um, because they just have a specific thing like I need X. Other times they're trying to process through something and they're not quite sure how to articulate what's wrong. Yeah. Well, that's really great that you're going to point them to resources that can help them. Can you also share with our listeners a little bit more about the book called Business Tree? It's like biz, B-I-Z, and ministry combined. They love that. Business Tree, and it's called Transforming Lives Through Enterprise. So can you tell our listeners about that? And we also are going to give away one copy to one of our winner uh, listeners via a raffle. That book, uh, Business Tree, Transforming Lives Through Enterprise, I co-authored with my pastor at the local church I attend. What we are trying to do in that book is to say that those of us that God has called as entrepreneurs to start up enterprises or those who've been called into leadership of existing enterprises, we have an opportunity to be spiritual stewards of those business entities instead of just thinking of them as enterprises that make a profit is to think more deeply about the purposes that God could fulfill in the marketplace through an enterprise if a Christian leader sees those possibilities. This book, Business Tree, speaks to that. So it is essentially advocating for a very special kind of enterprise that is dedicated to God, commissioned for a kingdom purpose, operating with biblical principles, integrating ministry throughout its operations and stewarding resources uh, to make a philanthropic contribution to the world. Oh, that's great. Hey, Chuck, you mentioned it a little bit earlier that one of your uh, favorite Bible verses is Romans eight twenty eight. but what's behind that? Why is that one of your favorite? That verse really spoke to me at a dark time in my work life. I had, uh, come to Christ. So I'm now a working Christian, but I was uh, in job transition, not really clear about, you know, God, where are you leading me? Um, it ultimately led me to focus on the uh, development of the consulting firm that I have now and the launch of At Work on Purpose, but it was before all that. And I read that verse and there were several things that stuck out to me. First of all, God works. So I'm not alone at work. There were so many days, Bob, when I was feeling alone, lonely, spiritually alone. And this verse reminded me that, no, I'm not alone. I have community and companionship. I just need to be more attuned to it. The second thing is that it basically says God works. So he's not just present, he's active. And Yep. He wants to work alongside me for the things that he would like to see accomplished through me. It's like having a business partner. I love it. And, and I'm like, wow, because <laughs> what better business partner could you ask for? But most people never even think about God that way. 
I mean, I've never heard a pastor preach on that before, but I'm like, wow, God works with me like in the business I'm leading. And then if, if the third part, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Right. And that whole idea of calling was very significant for me because in that season, Bob, I was feeling this nudge to launch a workplace ministry. But well, it we just... feel a nudge, Chuck, to come right back and continue the conversation. <laughs> this is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our guest, Chuck Proudfit with uh, At Work on Purpose down in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we're going to really dive a lot deeper into this right now because uh, as we said before, and we've been leading up to this, uh, what is the citywide ministry he has down there? And what's going on with that? And how they put all this together? It seems like a heck of a big task to take on. So Chuck, why don't you share with us about At Work on Purpose? And then also uh, share some examples of how this thing is coming together and what's coming out of it. Because you got a tremendous program down there. Sure. When At Work on Purpose launched, initially, the vision that I had for it was just very simple. Small groups of working Christians brought together across church homes where we would just gather every two to four weeks and talk about how we could integrate our faith with our work. And that's all that I had in mind. What God had in mind was something a lot bigger than that. And literally, we went from one group to which had about a dozen people in it within six months to over 300 people who are involved in the ministry entirely through word of mouth. So it's not like we were marketing or trying to get new people. It was just the buzz around the idea of faith conversations for work and getting together with other peers to talk about that. And there's a lot of energy. And as we grew in numbers, people started approaching me and saying, Chuck, we'd like more programming than just small groups. We'd like to occasionally have large gatherings and we'd like to start publicizing the different faith at work expressions, the prototypes, the projects, you know, that are underway. And we began to do that. What ended up happening then was we grew even more. And so today we're a community of over 10,000 working Christians across greater Cincinnati. And this cuts across church homes, denominations, zip codes, ministries, And I began to observe that there were some traits in this citywide community that were very different because every city has workplace ministries in it, but not every city has a citywide workplace ministry community. What's the difference between that, Chuck? Can you describe that? Yeah, there are four things that really distinguish it. The first is a bigger vision. We've been casting vision for years to imagine a day when every working Christian in greater Cincinnati is faith active. Now, our metropolitan area is about 2 million people, and we estimate that there are about 350,000 self-identified working Christians. And I can tell you, when the day comes that every one of them is faith active at work, they will not just transform the workplace in our city, they will transform our city because they're going to be bringing the spirit of God to the places where they work. So bigger vision. The second is an ecumenical posture within the Christian tradition. What we've been able to do is to build a lot of bridges between Catholics and Protestants, uh, Pentecostals and Presbyterians, home church and mega church, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, We truly do cut across these parameters that usually are lines of segregation 
inside the church. The third thing is that we operate as a spiritual network of influence across the city. We are not structured like a local church. We are not structured like a typical parachurch. We are a network. And the nodes in that network are projects that we have underway in different parts of the city that are faith at work expressions. For example, we have a local church that has built out its entire campus to house over two dozen entrepreneurial ventures that are all faith-based with the vision that a day could come when 100% of the operating costs of that local church are covered by the profits of those enterprises. Wow. That's a prototype. And that is, yeah, a, that is a prototype network. That's cool. So the third thing that sets us apart is we have a network model. The fourth thing that sets us apart is that we are connecting the resources of the workplace for the flourishing of the city where we work and where we live. So it's not just about one individual Christian finding and fulfilling God's purpose at work. It's about how we collectively become the big C church at work as a redemptive force for change across a city. So can you give us some examples of that, Chuck, and maybe share a story or two? Yeah, a, a great, a fun story is a lady named Caroline Mbonicho, who grew up in Nairobi, Kenya, and ended up coming to Cincinnati for a job at General Electric. She had grown up in the Assemblies of God tradition, and she located a church in Cincinnati that was an AOG church and started attending, but she found out about At Work on Purpose. And she was thrilled because she recognized that there was a big void in her work life, uh, spiritually speaking, and she wanted to fill it. So I befriended her. She reached out to me. She started participating in activities that we were doing. And Caroline uh, almost uh, became somebody that was um, I was mentoring. Not that I was looking to do that. It just sort of happened. And so now uh, Caroline has published a book on bringing faith to the marketplace, wow. which is um, on the homepage of our At Work on Purpose website. And she has been so inspired by this idea of a citywide community of working Christians that she has launched one in Nairobi, Kenya. Wow. And she used it. her life group at her local church in Nairobi as the starting point for this. And we've been working with them remotely. I traveled out there last November and we kind of commissioned them as a citywide workplace ministry community and they're building it out now. It's been amazing. And it all happened because of one relationship. God brought one woman to Cincinnati who now brought a model for citywide workplace ministry to Nairobi, Kenya. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's amazing. That is unbelievable. I mean, really and, the power of those connections and how God moves. Yeah. And, and if they, they want to see this, they can go to atworkonpurpose.org. That's A-T, atworkonpurpose.org. Right. And Chuck, one of the other stories down there, too, there's a collaboration between businesses, I understand, called Nehemiah Project that have, uh, uh, you know, collaborated together to be able to create jobs for people, right? Yes, there's a firm called Nehemiah Manufacturing, Okay, and they produce consumer products. Uh, originally, they were owned by Procter & Gamble, but they were purchased by this firm, Nehemiah Manufacturing, that hires second chance employees coming okay. out of incarceration. It doesn't just give them a job. It gives them what you and I would call whole life discipleship. Right. And this is a breakthrough model to be able to give these people a completely new lease on life. This is a great example of what I like to call redemptive entrepreneurship. Right. 
That's wonderful. And what I what I loved what we in our conversation before, Chuck, is that you're not looking to take, take and come into a city and here adopt our way and do our way. You're looking to be a resource, right? That whole network, that ecosystem that you've built out of these 10,000 people. Uh, and, and then also within that, giving the resources for people to thrive in the workplace. I mean, yes. that, that's the essence of what we're doing here with Faith Marketplace. Uh, we'd love to be able to do, you know, th- that kind of thing here in Chicago, bring that to life in the m- marketplace. And uh, we're going to work diligently on it, Chuck, because you got the model. I-, I am so impressed. And you were, you started us in 03, right? Right. That's right. So think about that, folks. In in 2003, which was basically 17 years ago, right, that you did right. this, this, this life work that you put into this. And look what you've built. I mean, this is unbelievable how you've energized a whole city. Uh, God has, I shouldn't say you have, but through you, you know, God has, you've been his instrument to do that. So it's been amazing for me to watch because if, (laughs) if I talked today to the me of 17 years ago, I would have been stunned and in complete disbelief that God would do something like that with what started out as a small group. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Well, I love that. Um, Chuck, what's something fun or interesting that most people don't really know about you? (laughs) Well, wow, that's an interesting question. Uh, I've got two quick answers to that. Uh, The first one is I love archaeology. And when I was growing up, I thought I wanted to grow up to be like an Indiana Jones kind of guy, you know, where I could go on adventures around the world and study ancient artifacts and stuff like that. The other thing about me is I love science fiction. And I also thought growing up, I'd love to be a space explorer, you know, to seek out new, new worlds, new lives, new civilizations to boldly go where no one's gone before. <laughs> I can see the Indiana Jones thing there with you got the beard going, you know, so I, yeah. I think you, you definitely got the archaeological look. But there's one other thing, though, Chuck, you're missing, you're leaving out here. Wasn't there somebody famous you had dinner with? Oh, yeah. Jackie Onassis. So when I was at Harvard, I ended up spending a weekend in Martha's Vineyard with somebody that I had met when I was growing up. And this guy happened to be a friend of Jackie O's. And so he had her over for dinner. Yeah. And I just he didn't mention it, though. So the doorbell rings. and He asked me to go answer the door. I opened it up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Jackie Onassis. It, yeah, it blew me away. That's very, very cool. Well, we want our listeners to make sure that they connect with us here at the studio, or if you're listening to the podcast, that number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword purpose, and we're going to connect you with Chuck Proudfit of At Work on Purpose. And you're also going to get a consult uh, to talk about faith and work, as well as be entered to win the book, Biz Mystery, Transforming Lives Through Enterprise. So, Chuck, what can they expect when they connect uh, for this consult? What they can expect is, first of all, clarity. So I think by having conversation, people can get more clear on, you know, what does it look like for me to go to the next level with faith at work? And second, they can expect connection. How can we connect them to something that could be helpful for them? Yeah. yeah. That, that is terrific. Well, we want you to go out and check out the, our website also with the resources we have out there, all the podcasts for seven years. Uh, also, uh, there's a donate page on there. And this ministry lives for the fact that we are sponsors and people like yourselves out there listening 
contribute to the ministry to keep us going and build us out even greater. So if you would just be prayerful about that, consider having a donation sent our way. We'd really, that would really help us a lot. Also, we want you to stay tuned for the next segment because we're going to be coming back and we're roundtabling the subject with Chuck. Do you know where your business is going in the future? And boy, is that a big subject right now. And what you need to be doing right now to make sure that you're on the glide path to where you need to go. Yeah, and if you have a business question or a need, you can contact Bob and myself here at the studio. So we'll give you perspective from a sales, marketing, and messaging expert. Again, that number is 224-404-1988. And just say hello and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this show today. We'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again, and we're going to roundtable the subject, Do You Know Where Your Business Is Going in the Future? Uh, This is out of the book of Proverbs uh, by Steve Marr. Please keep him in prayer. He's still going through some tough health problems out there. Uh, But uh, Chuck, I'd just like to throw this one at you. Obviously, this is pretty timely right now, this kind of subject. So uh, what kind of guidance do you have for our our leaders and our listeners out there? Well, the scripture that we talked about here from Luke 14, 28, for which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it. I think that is profoundly significant in today's world. First of all, because far too many of us are not counting the cost historically. That's why our debt levels are so high and the borrowers are slave to the lender. But second of all, the conditions are changing so fast that what you thought was the cost might now look really different. I just think it is critical for us to step back and reevaluate our business conditions and our business choices. Yeah, I, I could agree more. I was actually just into a uh, Zoom conference in a, a um, group that I'm in this morning. And one of the, the leader of that is uh, one, an EOS implementer, uh, Entrepreneur Operating System implementer. And uh, he has a worksheet that I've been using for the last five years uh, called, you know, in, where you look at the big rocks by quarter. Uh, and so one of the things that I'm giving some uh, guidance to my clients on right now basically is uh, what's that quarter look? Let's just look at the quarter. Uh, and I know, Jennifer, this is something you ascribe to. Just take the little bite-sized pieces, you know, and particularly right now, since we don't really know, we haven't got a real clear idea of what's going to be coming up, uh, you know, by the quarter. And keep it, you know, keep it small, smart goals, as we call them, right? Specific. And you, uh, and you get to those little goals, and then you just set this up and take it in bite-sized pieces. I know that's kind of some of the guidance you're giving, isn't it, Jennifer? Yeah, we actually break that down into 90 days, and we focus on one to three main items that's going to help you move forward. And then each day, you're going to want to take and circle out one to three items that you're going to work on for that day. Um, Because as online entrepreneurs and things like that, there's so many ideas, and we want to do so much, but then we're not moving forward. We're, We're putting too much on our plate. So even if you have just 15 minutes per day, you can gain a lot of momentum by implementing that. A lot of times people think that they have to invest so much in their business. Uh, They have to work like these 40, 60 hour weeks. It's just not true. You can make a lot of progress by working 10 hours or less even. You have the right systems, you have the right team, you have the right uh, sales process. Of course, I, I know of one called the sales from the heart method. Um, but that will help you definitely, you know, move forward. But we also have to remember that God will correct their steps as well. 
And so uh, we do need to, you know, pray on these things before we take action to make sure that this is where the Lord is leading us. What are your yeah. thoughts on that, Chuck? Well, I completely agree. What you touched on there isn't a paradox, but sometimes I think as business people, it can feel like it. So we should, you know, calculate and count the cost. But on the other hand, you know, from Proverbs 16, 9, the, the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. In other words, uh, yeah, we've got our plans, <laughs> but they may not be God's plans. I have had to learn how to plan the work and work the plan, but more than that, to get to know the ultimate planner. Because if I can do that, then God will fill in the gaps that yeah. I don't see or don't understand. Yeah. I know for myself, I sat in my gifts and blessings for many, many years. I was lost in the desert. Um, but when I fully surrendered and allowed him to lead my steps, I still, though, wanted to do some things in my way, right? I wanted to stay hidden. I wanted to stay comfortable. And he was calling me to speak to a larger audience and I was resisting. And then he still said, you're going to do this anyway. <laughs> right. And so I think we, it's important that we seek out support, that we seek community. And that's something that you offer with at work on purpose. Right. Chuck? Yeah. Yes. yes. One of the things I'd like to ask you, Chuck, about that, you know, particularly during this season and, and particularly the ministry, where do you see the, it, it going? Um, you know, the ministry. One of the things that we're seeing is that the community aspect of the ministry is more important than ever. People yeah. are on edge. They are weary and they are discouraged. It means a lot to be able to talk to somebody who can just hear what they're going through, can empathize or at least sympathize with the situation and can pray for them and can simply yeah. encourage them. That sounds so small, but it's actually really big. That's huge. Many of us as Christians are accustomed to sort of getting recharged at church on the weekends, but the dynamics in the local churches on the weekends are different now. You know, you've yep. got social distancing and masks and all kinds of stuff. And many churches are still wrestling through how to even hold weekly services. So we have yep. to be the big C church to each other. Yeah. Yep. Being in community and fellowship in that way. And also when you have people that have similar business uh, questions or challenges and wins to share, I think that is really helpful as well. I know that's something that I do with uh, my Shakeable Confidence Club, as well as what Bob and I are doing with Faith Marketplace. And so we'd like to encourage our listeners to reach out to us. Uh, text us here in the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Let us know that you want to be in community because we do have a, a private uh, Facebook group coming through. If Facebook isn't your thing, let us know because we might open this up to something else. But we would encourage you to to reach out to us. Bob? Yeah. Um, you know, both of you guys have shared a lot of wisdom with what's going on because we're really into this whole uncertainty area. And I love what you said, Chuck, about right now people have a lot of angst, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, uh, a lot of anger. You know, like you said before, with this whole atmosphere that's being created right now and just uh, bringing a calm voice to that. But more importantly, prayer, you know, when when Christians can get together and share their faith and we have one commonality, we are we're all on the same page, you know, to love our neighbor, you know, as ourselves, the two greatest commandments. Right. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. Uh, it, it's a beautiful thing when it comes together like that, because it is a refuge. You know, it is our safe haven. It is our safe place to be able to go to and then building, being in a community of people that can understand that. Because uh, to your point, and, and partly what God led me into this is that a lot of, uh, you know, connecting the dots between faith and work wasn't being done. 
you know, you're basically leaving Jesus in the car on Monday going into work. And it's like, how do you wait a minute? How do we do that? And so there wasn't a lot of preaching from the pulpit about this. Uh, so how do we really kind of bring that in? The other thing, too, is a deep understanding that, you know, work is ministry. It's all the way through the Bible. OK, it's listed in there as many times, almost as many times as money or anything else. That work is God honoring. That's what God built us for is to work. You know, when you think about this, uh, what, what do you do to build the world, right, for the first six days, right? And then you rest it. Uh, what was the first job description given? It was given to Adam and Eve, right? <laughs> what were they supposed to be doing? So all of this kind of stuff around this, particularly right now, is just uh, trying to bring the level of hysteria down and bring the level down and bring some calmness to that. And I love what you say, Jennifer, you always do it. Prayer, 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 you know, pray on these things. So, yeah. Well, I think it's also important, though, that when we're incorporating our faith in our work, uh, it doesn't always have to look like what we think it looks like in church, too, right? So yeah, right. Uh, there's a lot of different ways for everybody's comfort level. And then I think then God starts asking us to be bolder in that, right? At least that's where he's he showed me. But Chuck, what do you think about that? When people are a little bit of afraid to bring in the faith in work. I have found that the the biggest thing to do is to model it in gentle constructive ways and and that luke 10 process bless fellowship minister proclaim is one of the best places to start yeah well that's really good well i know you have so many valuable resources for our listeners and we want to get them connected to you so make sure that you check out chuck proudfit and his website is at work on and you can also text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword purpose, and we'll get you connected to him along with some complimentary resources. Hey, and we want you to come back next week. We've got another fabulous guest queued up for you. So I'm, I'm going to tease you a little bit. Uh, this is a, a woman that is an entrepreneur and started something from scratch and, and led by God, totally by God. So next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160, hope for your life, Faith Marketplace. Come back and join us. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.